You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. That was a blessing. Good job, ladies. Excellent. Let's stand together now. 16 minutes of a message. So you're going to need to pay attention and move quickly with me. Amen. And uh, look at the Gospel of John, New Testament. Gospel of John, chapter number five. Good job, ladies. The music's been good today, hasn't it? Oh, man, what a blessing. I'm thankful for it. John, chapter five. 
Gospel of John chapter 5 in the New Testament there. If you don't have a Bible, there's typically one under the seat. And if it's not, you may have taken it the last time you were here. And so uh, you didn't get that joke. Okay, that was dumb. All right, John chapter 5. And uh, don't think about corn dogs just yet, all right? We got to get through the Bible message. And uh, uh, we got about 15 minutes now. But uh, thank the Lord uh, for uh, being in church. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need church today. It's been a, uh, been a good week, long week. It's going to be a good next week and long next week, but uh, we don't know how the devil's going to mess with us or try to play with our spirit, and uh, we definitely need church. Amen. John chapter 5, and uh, look at verse number 5, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. Where was he at, and who is this guy? We don't know his name. Uh, but here he is at the side of, uh, of the pool uh, where the angel would come and uh, stir the waters once a year. Uh, my wife and I have been to that place. Well, scholars believe that that's the place anyways. And uh, it's about maybe about uh, a thousand yards, I would guess, outside of uh, one of the gates of, the, of uh, the walled city of Jerusalem currently. And uh, matter of fact, when we were there in 2017, we went from this particular place uh, where, where the, the troubling uh, of the waters was and this, this natural spring pool, if you will, where the angel would come and, and whoever was, would come and touch the water first, that the angel would heal uh, them and uh, they would be whole. And so uh, sometimes there would be uh, a place where uh, the, the, these, these people were basically homeless they couldn't work, and they lived in uh, right around the water so that they would literally just, if somebody would help them, just roll into the water real quick, and then they would be healed. This particular man was 38 years old. He was born this way. And uh, when we were there from, from this particular spot that scholars believe and historians believe that this was the, 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 the connection of the location there, the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, uh, our tour guide uh, immediately led us into the sewer that was underneath the wall, walled city. Like, it, this wasn't part of the tour. Uh, but his dad was a politician, and uh, he was able to, to get us into some secret places. We had to, tr because we were Christians, we had to travel underneath uh, the, the Palestinian quarters uh, and, and all of the Muslim homes, and we popped up inside of the, 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 the city of Jerusalem, in, in the walled city. It was the craziest thing in the world. And uh, so, anyways, we got pictures of all that, and that was weird. But I remember that particularly that day of being at that pool. And now this man is 38 years old, born into this. He's got an infirmity. He can't walk. Look at verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie, he was laying there, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, his whole life. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? So, so, you know, Jesus is saying, Would you like to be healed? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before thee. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. 
Jesus just explained there that he's above in authority than angels once a year. Jesus also said that we don't have to wait for the troubling of the waters. And if you don't have anybody that's going to help you in there, I'm going to be better and more than anybody that you've ever had in your life. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for John chapter 5. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we have more than just a friend in Jesus. Uh, We have all that is in his character and all that is in his truth, his holiness. We can partake in everything that's about you. And Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning, that you would give us just a, a, a rocket charge for the upcoming week, for our spirit, for our heart, uh, for our thoughts, for our confidence, and that we put everything about us in the basket of your truth, and that we give ourselves to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. Uh, a true story in March 18, 1991, he was a businessman. His name was Rick Chalette. He was financially successful, and he was an entrepreneur, and uh, he had reached the, uh, the position of president of the Brookstone Company. And it was a growing success and a small mail-order business that had transformed into a national retail leader selling products for craftsmen. And uh, there came a point where in his success, he got very discouraged. He had gone and seen... Um, uh, different uh, helps and uh, uh, philosophers. He had seen palm readers and uh, different uh, uh, people that would uh, try to help him through his depression. And on one particular night in his New Hampshire house, he shut the garage door of his home, beautiful built home. He got inside of his BMW, he started the engine, and he killed himself that night from the fumes. He left behind a note that read in quote, please forgive me, but the thought of going through the torture of living this life is just too much for me to bear. (laughs) Some successful entrepreneurs, it's been said that they have a fear that they won't be able to reproduce or sustain early achievements because They won't enjoy where they're at, but have to keep going and climbing and building in their success. Gerald Cranes was the psychiatrist that uh, Mr. Chalette had seen, and he said in quote after his death, he said, uh, these people tend to be on a treadmill where they can never savor their success because they keep working harder. And he said, however, sometimes... Many people end up that same way. You see, us as Christians, we can't just keep going and going and going and going, trying to, in the flesh, take care of the ailments or the problems or the issues of life, yet uh, trying to endure the climbing of, of success and the building of life. Why? Because sometimes God just doesn't want us to do anything without Him. And here this man was trying to do everything he possibly could here in the scriptures of John chapter 5. And he showed up somewhat close to where Jesus could be, but yet he came up short every single time. So we don't know how he got there. We don't know when he got there. 
No doubt he lived there because he was impotent. He couldn't walk. And as he was maybe crawling with his elbows, or maybe not even that, here he was trying to summon somebody to strive to just be his friend for five minutes. Would you help me get to this pool? And nobody was there for him. I don't know if you've ever experienced that where literally at times you have nobody to call upon help for your life. But I'm just going to remind you that everything changed when Jesus came. All the friends that weren't there, all of the physical, bodily expectations to try to climb your way in weren't there either. And all of the money or all of the fame or all of the excelling, the skill sets, whatever it is that could help us get to finally I got to this place. First of all, there's so much of us in this impudent man that he tried to do everything he could and he still couldn't accomplish what he needed done. And Jesus has designed a life for us not to get through it by ourselves. God has designed a life for everyone not to be able to accomplish it without him. And yet when Jesus came, everything changed. You know what's interesting is this man in need of healing had no one to carry him into the pool, and he could not carry himself. It's an illustration of life. It's an expectation that we can do everything we possibly can for ourselves, with ourselves, with even the other people in our life. And sure, in fact, he wasn't the only one there because somebody beat him to it and got healed. You see, that's not fair. Why is God unfair? God's not unfair. He did that by design to teach this man a 38-year lesson. Don't you know that some lessons in life take all of life's span to teach us? And yet when Jesus showed up, everything changed for this man's life. Did you know God can change our life in one day? He can change our life in one moment. Now, us and our sin and pride and, and arrogance, it can ruin and change our life in one day. But with the Lord, when he sees that we're striving to do everything we can on our own and sees that we're still going to come up short, right? Jesus knows when we need him. And I just wanted to give you a couple thoughts this morning that when no one else shows up, Jesus can. And when nobody else can provide and help, and even you yourself, God still can what we cannot do for ourselves. A couple of thoughts here in this verse is that Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Jesus was breaking the orthodox doctrine and, and, and mentality and philosophy of the day. Isn't that so much the relationship with Jesus where he can do for you what you've never heard of with somebody else? Why? Because some of our journey you've never heard of. You, you, you don't have a friend that's been through that to be able to call upon. I remember one particular person said to me, he says, man, um, a, a member of that church about their pastor said, the church is running over 7,000 now, this church member told me. Who does my pastor have to talk to? And I thought, well, um, I'm sure a guy running 30, a missionary in Africa could probably encourage your pastor. You don't have to have equal success to have a friend in your life. 
And, uh, but we always have Jesus, amen? But the Bible says here that Jesus said to them, him, rise up, uh, take thy bed, and walk. And so we see that when God shows up, when well, Jesus was God, wasn't he? When God shows up, healing shows up. When we open up the word of God and we read some of the verses, hey, the spirit of the Lord can encourage us and heal our heart, whether it be depression, whether it be negativity, whether it be uh, something that's frustrating us, whether it's our need for forgiveness, whether it's our need for uh, encouragement or hope or help in some area. Uh, God says, hey, come to the word of God. Come into where the word of God can be shining and bright and strengthen you. And God can heal our spirit. He can heal our, our, our heart in any area that we have need. When God shows up, healing shows up. But also when God shows up, salvation shows up. Boy, aren't you glad for, uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and to be able to uh, explain to us our need for salvation. We confess our mouth. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness that we know that we can be heirs to his uh, a lineage. And God tells us that we can have that hope. Colossians 1.27 tells us that Jesus Christ himself uh, the, the, uh, gives us that ability to have that hope. Ephesians 2.20 and Jesus being the cornerstone of our salvation. So we know that when God shows up, salvation shows up. Amen. We also know that when God shows up, everything changes, doesn't it? Everything uh, is encouraging. Everything's bright. You know that when condemnation is present, Jesus is not there. When there is self-glorification, Jesus is not there. Whether it's in a church meeting or some Bible conference or, uh, you know, so, some gathering. Whenever, when, when, when there's ever self-promotion and people condemnation, Jesus is not there. But when Jesus is there, boy, there's joy and encouragement. Even if sin is uh, dealt with, even if repentance is the need, even if rebellion is the obvious, when Jesus is there, joy shows up. Amen? Amen. But also when Jesus is there, when God shows up, miracles show up. Boy, have, uh, Cornerstone Baptist Church is in the midst, literally, of walking out a miracle for our church. For, for these two buildings across the street with, with Vacation Bible School. It's a miracle when God tells parents to bring their kids and drop them off for two and a half hours. Now, it's a miracle when they pick them up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're all wired. We can't even go to bed till 1130. It's like, honey, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm just glad the parents picked their kids up, <laughs> you know? And so when God shows up, miracles happen. Why? Because God always wants to do things that man can't do. God wants to show himself strong and powerful and, 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 and impossible. Hey, God specializes in the impossible. And he tells us here that there's miracles outside of the day, outside of the culture, outside of the schedule. And God can do anything he wants, whenever he wants, outside of all the norm and all the schedule and without us. And he can do whatever he wants to do. Why? Because he's interested in building his house and his people. Look at verse uh, number seven. It says that the impotent man answered him. He didn't have an answer, sir. I have no man to help me into the water. He had no answer. When there's no answer, God shows up and he gives answers, direction, and vision for our life. 
Now, by the way, that's a blessing when God shows up. And we want God to show up in our church. And we want God to show up in our lives and in our careers and in our, our uh, uh, post-career uh, life and, and even in our pre-career life of, of teenager or young adult or uh, in our military position or whatever job you might have. We want God and we need God to show up every day with us. Why? Because when God shows up, he gives us favor. He gives us uh, uh, help and people in our life to soften their heart towards us. And when God shows up, everything is better. And aren't we glad we serve a God, or at least we have an opportunity to serve a God, who shows up right when we need him to? You know, it's interesting. This man's life was self-condemning for 38 years because he had no idea why he was born that way. He didn't even know Jesus when Jesus walked by. But Jesus took some time to heal him, to give up for the rest of time an illustration to us this morning that it matters and it is a complete game changer when Jesus is there. Not religion, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. I wonder this morning if you have a need. I know our church has needs. I know my family has needs, and I can pretty much guess and hit the target, you have needs also, because that's how mankind is. That's how human nature is. That's how God's designed it. If, when we don't have needs, we often don't need him. So he creates kind of the culture of our individual lives to always be teetering on providing for us, but we still need him. Amen. Uh, I was reading this morning, I need understanding, I need wisdom. I read this morning out of Proverbs, uh, and it said, uh, through wisdom is a house builded. And I'm a little sensitive to, to building houses and putting my hand to the plow, so to speak. And as I was reading that this morning, I said, uh, in my heart, Lord, would you give me wisdom? Would you help me to understand? Would you make me to be excellent in these areas for your glory, for your honor, for your praise, so that you get the credit. By the way, we ought to pray that working with the secular world. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus showed up. You know, I remember singing at that pool of Bethesda with our group. I don't even remember what song we sang. I, I, I want to remember it was How Great Thou Art. I want to remember that. And I don't have a good singing voice like, like some, and I'm thankful for the good singing voices in our church because it drowns me out, amen. And you're thankful for that too. But I remember no matter what our singing voices were, we sang How Great Thou Art. Tonight when we walk around the buildings and we pray and we ask God for favor and we ask God that he would show up, and we're going to sing How Great Thou Art. We're going to sing some other songs of Zion too, and it'll be great. But I wonder if there's something in your life that the Lord's just letting you be impotent in a few areas. But don't think that he's mad at you or you messed up in some area. Uh, maybe he's just waiting and waiting and waiting and let it so that when he shows up, it's really important to you now. And it matters to you so that you don't run around town and start giving all of your, your, your physical gifts to everybody else, but you're just thanking him, and you're going to stay with him the rest of your life. 
And let's remember that when Jesus shows up, we have so many opportunities to be with him. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.